Can I just review for just a second what we did last week? Um, we just talked, started talking about just kind of some foundations of identity, and I thought I was going to go s- some different places this week, and the Lord just kind of hijacked me on really one story that we're going to read and just get ready for some scripture, right? It's, it's, it's what breeds life into us. we got a lot of it this morning, but, um, but don't leave. But just foundations of identity going on the next one is just from creation. Remember we talked about last week, just God spoken in existence from creation. Remember this, the, the next picture? Just go to the next one. Remember that picture? Remember this was what? This was good. This was very good, right? At the end of the sixth day, only after he had created man and woman, did he call it very good. Exceedingly good is the word. Um, not until you were created. Not until we were put on this earth was it very good and that's i mean i like i said last week i think i would have used a different word for that but god chooses those choice words because i think he wanted to make a point that it is only very good when we put us in that picture that's a good foundation doesn't mean we're some new agey feely you know ultimately good thing but it's reality is god created us that way do we have a sin nature yes we have to overcome yes 100 percent um and that's the, that's the whole battle. And then we just going back to that previous screen by his word. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's the foundation of my identity, of our identity and who he is. All right? What's the next one in our belief system? Remember, as a man believes in his heart, what? So he is. Remember we talked about, you know, just that whole thing. Are you a sinner? Are you a saint? Which one? And I choose the I choose the thing. You know, I start even this week. I looked up sinner. Every reference to sinner is always in opposition to the righteous. You know, the righteous man, especially in Proverbs, the righteous man does this. The sinner does this. So if you want to be categorized in that, that's what you're doing. I don't want to be categorized in that because when God when I got saved, set free, healed, all that stuff, I became righteousness of Christ. And it's only because of Christ, right? nothing that I did. So that's a great thing. It's the righteousness of Christ. I became righteous. No longer a sinner. No longer a person. Do I struggle with sin every once in a while? Yeah. But you know what? I, I am so convinced that I can become sin free. Not ultimately that I become God. But if I can become like God, guess what I will not do? Guess what? If, I, if, if it says, um, if, if I walk in the spirit, what will I not do? Fulfill the desires of flesh, which is what? Sin, right? Ultimately, if I fulfill the desires of my own flesh, I sin. I can, I'm, just, I'm just a firm believer that I can get rid of most of that. All right? And if you don't believe it, I'll just pray you start because it, it starts flushing out a lot of stuff. You start believing it. And then the last one, uh, it's, it's fulfilled in Christ and it's walked out in the body. That your place in this body is what? Huge. That you are a part of this body. Incredible. All right? Flip through those pictures i just threw those back up there yeah that's you're you're better you know, i mean you're you're very that's good you're very good go on to the next one all right keep going so today i just want to talk about kingdom identity the lord just kind of like i said hijacked what i was i was thinking about doing son and daughter and just identity and things like that but the lord started just showing me this just took me back to the father of faith right who's the father of faith Abraham, right? Abraham and Sarah, mother and father of faith. And so all of a sudden I started getting in this place of, man, like, did they have to fight a battle for identity? 
that they had to they fought the battle and won, and it was not an easy battle. All right, this like this is not an easy battle, um, and so we're just going to look through their story. All right, we're going to read. That's why it's a lot of scripture because a lot that Abraham's there. I realize that they probably have like a lot more written than a lot of a lot of the characters in the Bible. Of course, forgot about this one. Just the keys to walking it out was live in His Word, live with contentment. Remember, Paul said. Um, that I can be content in whatever circumstance I'm at. So whatever who whatever I look like at the time, whether I'm poor or rich, I can be what content. All right. Talk about look to the reward. That's what Moses did when he forsook the being in lineage of Pharaoh, the greatest man on earth at the time. He forsook all that for what being ill-treated with the people of God because he knew his he knew his identity. He was he was okay with that. All right, so anyway, today we're going to be talking about kingdom living. Go on the next one. Identity is spoken. Look at this in Genesis 12, 1 through 4. Now the Lord said to Abram, I'm going to kind of read up here in. Y'all can kind of read up there. Now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I show you. Now we, a lot of us would already miss the boat at this point, right? That's, I mean, we've, this is a hard statement already, isn't it? Right? Go forth from where? Your country, your relatives, your father's house, to the land which I'll show you. Did you even tell them what the land was? Wow. But I think there's something in that go forth. God was just speaking to that, that just that phrase, go forth. God is going to say something in the spirit today that you're going to be able to go forth from where you have been and where you are to a place of identity and a place of establishing something's powerful in your life so that you can stand on, that you can walk with every day. All right? Is it a battle still every day? Yeah. But there's going to be something that where I can, there's going to be a place where I can go forth. Even when he says from your relatives, now I don't think we're all called to just, like for me, I don't think I should just pack up my bag. Now don't do this. Now don't go looking for some job, some other country and, you know, pack up your bags. You remember, a lot of these Old Testament types are types of our what? Art. I mean, they really happen, but I think God shows them to us so we can, it can reveal something in our heart. And God's saying there's something in our heart that we need to go forth from our, what we know, what's comfortable, what's familiar, what's you know, close to us. And we need to broaden where God's taken us and where God has us. All right, so let's go, go forth. But keep going. I've got to breeze through some of these. I will make you a great nation. Speaking identity into them already. I'll make you a great nation. Wow. I will bless you, make your name great, and so shall be your blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, I, mean, I don't know about you. That's, I mean, it's nice, but it's also, wow. What? Really? Like, me? <laughs> I mean, I can see, just see Abraham going, you know, whoa, Wow. All right. So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abraham was what? All right, come on. Now Abraham was what? All right, just keep that number in mind. All right. When did he first? When did he first speak this into him? When he was what? Seventy-five. All right, that's that's big. All right. When he was seventy-five years old, he said, "Go forth." And what happened? Look at this next scripture. This is. I don't know if I put it in. Did I put it in there? 
I didn't put it in there. But you remember in Hebrews, I think I forgot to put it in the thing. You remember in Hebrews, in Hebrews 11? Can I just speak this real quick? I might have it somewhere else, but I'll speak it here too. Um, if I can find Hebrews. Keep flipping past it. Uh, Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place, remember, go forth, which he was to receive for inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's in the little faith book. Remember, all this is this identity thing has a lot to do with faith. Walking in this place of faith. Alright? Go on to the next one. So, and look at this thing. Even go on in the passage. So he goes, and the Lord said to Abram, after a lot, of course, we're talking about the same person. If you miss, you'll see here in a second, Abram changes to Abraham. So, if you're thinking that I missed the person that I was supposed to be talking about, we'll find him here in just a second. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated him from him, you remember the story, Lot, they get to a place and they say, We're, this is too, the, the land can't hold both of our families. We love each other, but, you know, you know, you get in those places, I, I love my brother, but when you're in the same house and you're a bunch of teenagers, you just, you, it's too big, right? When you get out and expand and get into college is when you kind of start, we loved each other after that, you know, after you get out, right? We get some space. But the reality is that all of a sudden he said, Lot, you go, you pick. Lot, you pick. And then which one did Lot pick, of course? The nicest one. The one that looked, of course, it ended up biting them in the rear later. But, but, the Lord, but this, this is right after that. The Lord said, uh, the Abraham said to Lot, after Lot had separated from him, or the Lord said to Abraham, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, north, south, east, west. For all the land you, which you see, I will give it to you. Isn't that awesome? He didn't even have to. He just gave Lot whatever he wanted because the reality is God just said, it's all yours anyway. Right? For all the land you see, I will give it to you and your descendants. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth so that if anyone can number the dust, then your descendants will also be numbered. Arise, walk. Remember, go forth, arise, walk about the land through its length and breadth, I will give it to you. All right? So you got this awesome place of identity just being established. He's like, man, I'm going to make you uh, really the father of many nations, but he hasn't even declared that yet. He's going to make you a nation, a great nation. All right? Problem is, all of a sudden, we get our identity challenged. It's like there's always a moment of challenge any time in our lives. And, and look at this in Genesis 15.1. Keep following this story. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be great. All right? Now, of course, the problem is, is at this point, guess who's still barren? Now, to become a, a nation that's plentiful and to become a father, even Abram, his, the name Abram, anybody know what it is? Exalted father. Okay? To, even his name kind of spoke that bitterness right because all of a sudden he couldn't be what he, he couldn't be a what a father in relationship to sarah all right because sarah was barren now listen to this abraham said oh lord god what will you give me since i am childless and the heir of my house is eleazar of damascus i love that eleazar means god of help should have just registered a little bit they, oh maybe if i just look god's gonna help abraham said since you have given me no offspring keep going yep one born in my house is my heir. 
Yeah, it's always it's interesting how we get that perspective. Since you have given me no offspring, right? Doesn't that feel a little bit like there's some something in there? Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one will come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And he took him outside and says, Now look towards the heavens and count the stars, if you're able to count them. And he said, So your descendants shall be. And he believed the Lord, and he reckoned to him as righteousness. And then he's always challenged in his place of, Am I going to continue to believe when I see who I am, when there is a place of barrenness in my life? where I don't see the fulfillment coming yet, I don't see how it's going to even come yet, am I going to still walk in this place of who God has declared into me? All right? So the next stage is a lot of times our identity is tempted. And I kind of just said in relationship to, we sort of just, since God's not coming through, we just what? I'll just go ahead and take matters in my own hands, create the identity, not a good idea, right? Not, not a good idea. All right, look at Genesis 16, 1 through 3. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid who was named Hagar. Or where, I'm, I'm not going to be good with names today. So Sarah said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. And once again, was, the, was really the Lord ultimately doing that? I don't think so. I think there was a place of... God was doing, is cultivating this place of faith, cultivating this place of identity in her, and at the at the right season, the right time, bam, you know, God was going to spring forth. But in the moment, it does feel sometimes like what, and the Lord has prevented me. Right? I mean, we get that. We get that. That's hard. It is. It's a hard place. Um, Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah. All right? There's always that place that we're going to be tempted to listen to the voice of man. We're going to be tempted to listen to the voice of this world to shape and establish our identity so that we can what? Fulfill that which we've been called, right? And there's going to be a place where I've got to stand in that place. And you know, y'all know the rest. Of course, go on to the next one. I think just let me finish that up. And Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan. Abraham's wife took Sarah. Uh, sorry, Abram's wife Sarah took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave to her husband to be his wife. All right, was that God's ever intent? You remember what came out of that? Ishmael, right? And we know that this, that that's been a hard place ever since, and God, it, it was even spoken that. So it's a place that, man, when we try to take our the we get spoken to the identity, and when and ten years went by, and all of a sudden he's you know you're kind of getting worried, right? There's a place of, man, am, am I really ever going to reach that? Am I ever going to get that? And I think, you know, the hard part is we, we, we set up this identity and we think it's, it's something that we've got to reach or else we're not fulfilled. Sometimes God speaks things into us that is going to develop, it's going to walk, we're going to walk into it, we're going to see it form and fashion before our eyes, and all of a sudden, it's there. And we're like, ah, this is what, this is what he's been speaking the whole time. The problem is in that moment, in that process, there's going to be temptation. To, I'll make it happen. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll go make the Ishmaels. And don't, don't go make the Ishmaels. That's, that, if we can get, quit making the Ishmaels, that would be excellent. All right? That's, that's the place that God wants us to, to take us. All right? Well, so let's get our identity reestablished. Look at Genesis 17. Now, when, now, when Abraham was what? Whoa. What? 
How old was he? No, come on. I, mean, I know they lived a little bit longer in those days, but still, 99, right? And still nothing established as far as being what? Able to be a dad through Sarah, right? So God's going to reestablish. He's going to rename him, and he's going to give him a continue to speak identity into him. All right? I will establish, let's say, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham. 24 years later, 24 years later, did I say 24 years later? <laughs> I got one person awake in this. I appreciate that. I like that. <laughs> You're like, go on, Mitch. I heard the 24 from the voice of a child. I love it. Can you come in the second service and do that exactly when I say that? That's great. Um, 24 years later, right? The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me. Be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you. I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram, Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you will be a father of multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, which means what? God of many, uh, uh, father of many, father of a multitude. I will make you exceedingly faithful, fruitful and faithful, and I will make nations of you. Kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout generations. Awesome. Go on to the next one. So God really reestablishes his identity. And in the next scripture, we're going to see God renames what? Sarah. Changes the I to an H. But it, it goes from my princess. I mean, so their, even their identity from the get-go was to be what? Something of royalty. Something of a father and mother uh, in this place. And God then, I, I couldn't quite get the grasp of the difference of Sarah's name, but it, it really kind of meant more of a princess, a noble woman of many. All right? Okay? So that you just get that. that God is going to continue to come back and reestablish who you are. No matter how much you go and... You're tempted to go and try to make that on your own or try to do it on your own or do whatever. God will continue to come back. Valiant warrior. Remember last week? Gideon. Yeah. Valiant warrior. I don't, it, okay. I understand. Valiant warrior. All right? I know that things are hard. A valiant warrior. I mean, he kept reestablishing that. All right? The next place of identity is going to be doubted, okay? Because we all come to these places of doubt, right? 24 years. And you think there was any moment of doubt in there? I mean, Abraham and I—I I mean, Abraham, and Sarah, awesome people, men and women of God. But you've got to know that they're just like us, flesh and blood. Like, they're no—they're no superhero. They—they they are men and women of faith. They did, but God's calling us to be those Abraham and Sarahs, you know, men and women of faith. Um, God said to Abraham, "As for Sarah, this is identity is doubted. Look." As for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Then Abraham, And this is just how serious this is. This is how serious your identity is. Now, like I said, some of you might not believe. Okay, yeah, that's good for Abraham. You know, kings and princes and all that stuff. Sounds good, but, I mean, but there's destiny of... 
salvation coming forth from your hands, from your place, through God, into people's lives. The two biggest commands is to what? Love God, love people. Don't you realize in loving people, you're going to change nations? You're going to change people's destiny and lives just to the king, to the kingdom? Not because of you, because of the king. So it's huge to get this identity in this place of a good foundation so that we can walk not in haughtiness, but in the power of God. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be... What did he, say? What did he do? Abraham fell on his face and what? Laugh. And is where? We don't... I mean, a lot of times we, don't, we wouldn't laugh at God, but we laugh in our heart. We get in that place of... <laughs> you get that... <laughs> what? Mm, I don't know. Will a child be born to a man 100 years old? Good question. Can it? Can it? Can you do the impossible? And will Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham... I like that. Man, you've got to come to the next service. And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Here's a guy that he's like... God's trying to continue to speak identity into him. He's like, something big's going to happen. Sarah's going to bear you a child. And all of a sudden, he still comes back to that place... Well, if Ishmael will just live before you. I mean, we can get it all taken care of right here. I mean, just let it be done the easy way, the nice way, you know. You know, we, we took it in our own hands, I know, but just redeem it, right? No, God wants to establish it. He wants to establish a covenant through the promise that He's put in you. Right? Each of us. This is just not for Abraham and Sarah. Look at this. But Sarah said, oh, I'm sorry. Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. I think some of us are saying that in our heart. You know, I can't make it to that promise, so just just take this little piece and make it work, right? Take our, just take this. God wants to do something much greater. God said, No, but, you, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a child, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. Isn't that awesome? But my covenant I will establish it with Isaac. Whoops, did I just skip a thing? Mm-hmm. All right, just go on to, just keep going. Yeah, keep going to the next one. Yes, let's see. Okay, another moment of doubt. Abraham, now we're going, back, now we're going to Sarah. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? He said, they're in the tent. He said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Prophesy. Right? Prophesy by next year. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Right? That's the cool thing about this, is that old now is 190. So if you're below that, you're young. Right? You're not old anymore. But they were old in age, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah, what? Laughed to herself. After I have become old, shall I also have pleasure? Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abram, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I do you bear a child when I am so old? Is what? Anything too difficult for anything too difficult for God. Is it? 
We can say the religious no, but there's places in our heart that we say yes. Is there anything too beautiful, diff, diff, difficult for God? Is there anything too difficult for God? We have some yeses that need to switch to no's in our heart. And that's all right, because Sarah was in the same boat. I mean, these are men, the, the man and woman of faith that we rest our faith. Like, like I said, they are the father and mother of faith. So what did they do? I mean, they had doubt. That's okay, but just don't stay there. Right? And God said, I love this. This is like the comedian part of God writes little comedian things in there. Sarah denied it. Or it says, um, at the point in time, I'll return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid, right? And the Lord said, oh, no, but you did laugh. You laughed. I got your heart. Don't, don't try to get the... Just because you laughed in your heart don't mean you didn't laugh, right? And that's the places that we need to go. We've got to find those places of our heart that's laughing, not in a good way, but in a... <laughs> yeah, whatever, God. Right? All right, let's get to the good part. Look at this, identity is fulfilled. Genesis 21, Then the Lord took note of Sarah as he had said. The Lord did for Sarah as he promised. God's going to do what he promised. All right, he doesn't He doesn't not fulfill a promise. So Sarah conceived, bore a son to Abraham. In his old age, at the point in time that God had spoken, Abraham called the name, uh, whoops, Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Anybody know what Isaac means? Laughter. Isn't that cool how God redeems something that, you know, they, it was kind of a sarcastic laughter in their heart, but all of a sudden God says, I am birthing Isaacs. That you're going you're gonna to laugh at impossibility. That's what you're going to start doing. You're going to be like, God, that's awesome. You're going to do it because I can't do it and it is impossible. And that is awesome. All right? You're going to start. I think that's what God's saying. Isaac, there's going to be Isaac's birth today where you laugh at the impossibility. Not in a negative way, in a sarcastic way. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You're going to be like, yeah, God. Because that's going to be all you. That's going to be all you. That's all on you. All right? So God's fulfilled. Abraham uh, circumcised Isaac. Now Abraham was what? Go on to the next one, sorry. I left everybody there. Now Abraham was what? Wow. 25 years after it was spoken. Now, if anybody, that's hard. Some of you have been waiting a year. Some of you have been waiting five years on some things. Some of you have been waiting ten. Some of you waiting. I'm not saying it's going to take 25. I'm just saying, take off the timer. All right, take the timer off. Like some of you have been tick. You know, some of you have been clicking it off on your calendar. I can just see it. You've been Xing it every day. It's, you're so focused on it. You're like, oh, God, if you'll ever come through. God, if you'll ever come through God's saying don't throw away the calendar just believe in who he is and we're going to see that that God it really has to be established in him it has to be established in who he is he's not on a timer he's not on a calendar okay God is wants to come and be in us walking with us establishing things in us that that the the calendar doesn't even matter because it's already done in our spirit in our heart you know and I think, and we're going to show you, Sarah got to that place a little late, but that's all right. God, God's going to be with us in that. And, and you, even, even afterwards, identity is going to be challenged. Y'all know the rest of the story. Did it just stop there? 
I mean, did the story of Abraham and Isaac and all that just stop there? No, just the next little bit. All of a sudden, God said what? Take the person that you've been waiting 25 years as a promise that you've gone back and forth, back and forth. You've made the Ishmael, you know, all this stuff, 25 years. And I want you to go sacrifice him on the, on the mountain. Really? You want, you want me to... You know, Look at this. Now it came about these things. God tested Abraham, said to Abraham, He said, Here I am. Take your son, your only son, whom you love. Isaac, remember the whole testing. We did a whole series on that a long time ago. But remember, God's testing is always to take us to what? Faith. All right? It's not to take us to evil. It's to take us to faith. All right? Because so, sometimes we can read that and we're like, Gosh, I mean, he just wanted to take Abraham down. No, he wanted to exalt him. He wanted to take him to a place that he hasn't been. He wanted to give him grace. All right, he said, Abraham, here I am. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on the mountains, which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. Can you imagine that night? Was that a long night for him? Yeah? Can you imagine what, what all that was? Should I, should I? Oh, man, what am I going to do? But he finally settled on something, and we're going to see it in a few minutes. Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, two of his young men with him, Isaac his son. He split wood for the burnt offering and rose, went to the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes, saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey. I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Did he say anything about Isaac staying up there as a burnt offering? Isn't that awesome? He said, I and the lad will go. And we will return. Alright? Something started switching in his faith. His identity wasn't based on... You know, the identity of God... All of a sudden, God, if God spoke he was going to be the father of nations, he was going to be the father of nations. When God said, I'm going to go to the other side of the boat, or go to the other side of the lake, and they got in the middle of the storm, where was God? Anybody remember? Well, there's a couple of instances in there, but one of the instances he was what? Sleeping. Why, why could he sleep? Because he already knew he had spoken. He was going to the other side of the what? lake. Didn't matter what storm or anything that came in between. He was going to the other side of the lake. So same thing. If he's going to be a father of many nations, then who's going to provide that? God. And it's going to be through who? Isaac. So he, can't, he had to come to some conclusion in his mind. And that's the key. We're going to see that in just a second. All right. Whoa. All right, sorry. Where did I go? Go on now. Yeah, kingdom identity. It's identity based on his character. Look at this. We'll look at both Sarah and, and Abraham in this. Look at Sarah first. She, all of a sudden, she came to some conclusions in her heart. Somewhere in the process of between when she laughed and when she was able to conceive, something happened. Somewhere in this process. I don't know where. I don't even know the time frame. I, I'm really blurry on the time frame with, these, with Abraham and Isaac. But the reality is sometime between when she laughed and when she conceived, what did she do? By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive. She received what? The ability to, to conceive. Why? How? Because even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered, which that word means what? Come to a conclusion. She came to some conclusion in her heart. And what was it? Uh, since she considered him faithful who had promised 
somewhere in her heart, her identity started changing from, I can make it happen, I'm, I can do it, I'm just, to God, faithful, Him. She received the ability to conceive. I feel like the Lord is going to allow us to conceive some things that have been, there's been some waiting and some periods of time that we, we've just been warring on behalf, you know, wanting to see some things come about. When is that? I believe the Lord is going to say there's going to be some places in your heart where you're going to consider my goodness, my faithfulness, my faithfulness. All right? Look, what, look at the one on uh, Abraham. A father of many nations, I've made you in the presence of him who believed. So he's talking about who? Abraham, right? Who get, And this is what he came. This is his conclusion now. This is what his consideration came to. His, this is what he concluded from now on. He who gives life to the dead and does what? Calls into being that's what, that which does not exist. When he's going up the mountain to sacrifice Isaac, what was he believing? God, you are going to either raise Isaac from the dead or you're going to do what? Provide something other. You're going to provide another sacrifice. Hope against hope. And when you have hope against hopes, you can continue to stand. What if his hope was only one of them? Yeah. That's why I always find, find the hope against hope. Find, you've got to find hope against hopes in your heart, in your life. You know, I tell this a lot in relationships for college students. You know, if they, you know, they had a bad relationship or something, well, hope against hope. Either God was going to resurrect it in life or God's going to provide another. Both are going to be awesome when it gets there. Either one. Whichever one. Not both. You don't want, you don't want to. You just want one. Both are going to be good, right? But a lot of times we just want one. We just want it to happen one way, so we kind of take the other hope out. God wants to build some hope against hopes, right? Whoops. And hope against hope, he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations. That's, he became a father of many nations as he started to believe. That's when it really came to pass. Uh, so shall your descendants be. Um, and go on down to verse, go look at 21. And being fully assured that what God had promised he was able to perform. The yeses to... Can, is anything too difficult for God? The yeses need to become no's. No. That's right. All right, go on. Got to finish up here. Galatians 3.9. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham. What? What was his identity? The believer. I would like that said about me. Mitch, the believer. Right? I mean, this is the work of God that we what? Believe. John 6. Believe. In John somewhere. He said, the disciples come and said, what, what can we do to do the works of God? Tell me. Tell me something to do. Like, give me, something, give me a project or something. Right? So God says, this is the work of God that you what? Believe. Oh, shoot. I thought I could just perform it out. I could just do something and become godly, right? If I do enough, that's awesome to serve. I, I mean, I love serving. But that, does, that can't establish what? Who I am. Can't. Otherwise, I'll just keep doing stuff to get established. I've got to know that I'm a son. I've got to know that you're a daughter. Right? All right, keep going, Mitch. Um, 
the last thing, just you got to be aware of these snapshots identities. And I, and, I, and I did this with another teaching one time a little bit, so I'm going to incorporate it in here because I think it goes. I mean, look at just think about these people. Naomi, if she would have taken a snapshot, remember we talked about her last week, if she would have taken a snapshot of her life after her husband and her two sons died, what was the snapshot? Like, what was her identity at that point? She even said it. Don't call me Naomi, which means my delight. Call me what? Mara. Bitter. Right? So if she'd have taken the snapshot at that, that time, she be, and she did. She took the snapshot. She, she was bitter, forsaken. Death was her identity. But think about what, what was it in the end? Blessed. She had the lineage of kings. Lineage of kings. I don't know about you women, but I mean, there would be something about having Jesus in the line of stuff. King David. I mean, but you got some King Davids in there. Or Queen. Queen somebody. <laughs> kings and Queens. We'll just go with that. We got some Kings and Queens. Not prophesying what, what they're having. But. Sarah, I mean, think about this. Sarah, take a snapshot. Anywhere along those 24 years, what, she, what could she have said about her life? And I think she did in some ways. Barren, forsaken, failure. In the end, mother of many nations. Remember last week, Rick said, you know, a lot of times our identity is really, if, if we get a snapshot looking at the end back, we would just, we would rest. We would just be confident because God sees it. We can't, so we start getting panicky and we start making Ishmael. Right? Gideon, abandoned, captive, least, youngest. In the end, he was the deliverer of Israel from the Midianites. Keep going. Joseph, you think about him. Imprisoned, forsaken, hurt, falsely accused. Brothers forsook him. Family. In the end, second in command behind Pharaoh. Abraham obeyed but still no way to fulfill the promise. Failure. He laughed at possibility. In the end, he was a father of many nations. And he laughed at impossibility. Right? Moses was called but failed. Murderer. Sojourner in a foreign land. Alien. In the end, he was a deliverer of Israel. Good father. Husband. A great leader. Keep going. Jesus, think about him. Takes arrested, beaten, spat upon, spoken wrongly about, mocked, hung on a cross. Criminal's death. Right? In the end, Savior of all. I want to look at one more guy, Jeremiah. Alright? Look at this guy, Jeremiah. Keep going. This is huge. This is this comes look at the, look at what God spoke about Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I've appointed you a prophet to the nations. That's my identity, right? Then I said, Alas, Gordon, how shall I speak? Because I'm a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and all the command you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to, to, to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up, to break down, to destroy, to overflow, to build, to plant. Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city, 
as a pillar of iron, as walls of bronze against the whole land, to the kings of Judah, to the princes, to the priests, to the people of the land. Good grief. I mean, you established some big things in here, right? I mean, that's amazing. Like, they will fight against you, but you will, they will not overcome you. You're an overcomer. But why? Because I will deliver you. All right, so this, he just speaks into Jeremiah, all this incredible stuff. Now, the problem is, he, Jeremiah's got a pretty tough task because he's got to go back to the what? People of God. People that are pretty established in some religion and some things. And he starts speaking them. Kind of, you know, well, Robbie got us and got get a little fire under us, right? Start putting a little fire under the people of God. Well, that's not always fun because people don't always respond in the greatest ways. Nobody threw any tomatoes at you this morning. That's good. But look, well, look what happens in Lamentations. This is down the road, okay? He starts off in this identity. He goes and starts doing it. He starts going forth, which he's supposed to go forth. Starts walking in it. And now, look at in Lamentations. This is what he gets to. This is the place where he gets to. And I think sometimes this is where we get to in our heart. I'm the man who has seen affliction because of the rod of his wrath. He has driven me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely against me he has what? Turned his hand repeatedly all the day. He has caused my flesh and my skin to waste away. He has broken my bones. Sounds like God, doesn't it? I mean, he has besieged and encompassed me with bitterness, hardship, and dark places. He has made me to dwell like those who have long been dead. He has walled me in so I cannot go out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with hewn stone. He has made my path crooked. He is to me like a bear lying in wait, like a lion. I wanted to write, read all this out because this, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think we don't maybe say the same words, but we have the same beliefs. He has turned in, aside my ways and torn me to pieces. He's made me desolate. He has bent his bow and set me as a target for the arrow. He made the arrows of his quiver to enter in my inward parts. I have become a laughing stock to all my people. I mean, it's not fun. It's not a great place. Their mocking song all the days filled me with bitterness. He's made me drunk with wormwood. He's broken my teeth with gravel. He has made me cower in the dust. My soul has been rejected from peace. I have forgotten happiness. So I say, my strength has perished, and so has my hope. When you don't have hope against hope. I don't really know where we stand. I don't know where you. I don't know where I stand when. I lose hope. I don't stand. I lose hope. I go backwards and I do the little swirl down the rabbit trail, right? And God wants to take us to a place where we have such a foundation that I don't go down the rabbit trail every time something happens. That I continue to lean up the hope against hope. Now the problem is, is that how does that come about? Like I'm in the depths of despair, right? So is he in the depths of despair? When he's saying God's breaking his teeth, I mean, something's going on, all right? Is, was any of that God's character? I mean, I, I mean, I don't read a whole lot about that, right? But it was, re, it was reality to him, and sometimes reality to us. So how do I get, how do I stand at that moment in time? Like, I, I want to give you guys something to, like, firm, like, hard to stand on, all right? It's this... And, we, and, I, and I got it last week. I just didn't know how to incorporate it. And I think it was for this week. And then Jared last week just told me something about remember. Like there's something about remembering and reminding. And uh, look at this. Remember, recall to mind, it's the battle you've got to fight. 
So he just had this conversation, right, with God. And now the next, I mean, it's the next scripture. It's not, there's no, there's no uh, disconnect. I mean, it happened like that, okay? What did he do to overcome it? This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. He just didn't have hope, but now he has hope. What was in the middle? Recalling to mind. You just stir it up. Stir up what God has already spoken to you personally, but also what his word declares over you. Okay, I don't have to have the my my future all mapped out. I just have to know that God's spoken some things that I can stand on. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. His compassions what? Never fail. His, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Alright? That's that's where it's gotta stand. That's the one the, the recalling to mind is what boom. I go from flesh to spirit. Recall to mind. Swivel. Right? The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope. Where? That I'm going to get the job. That I'm going to survive this thing. That I'm going to... What? It's hope is in Him. Okay? Even if the circumstance doesn't match up to the way I thought, desired, whatever. God's saying... Hope. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. The person who seeks Him is good that He waits silently for the salvation of our God. Remember. I want to play a, a song real quick. Um, Mark Akers gave me this. It's funny. I know he wants me to share it. I know it's getting late, but I, I want to share it because... <laughs> and it, it kind of goes, remind me... It's, it's a song. Remind me who I am. Remind me what you've declared. And uh, Mark sent it to me after the message last week. He said, you know, this might be good for this week. And then... I'd never even heard it on the radio, or I had just never made a mental note because I thought it was new to me. And guess what I heard at 5.30 this morning when I woke up? Upstairs on the radio. Remind me who I am. First time I've ever heard it on the So I think he wants me to play it. So you got it there? Neat. It's a neat little story. Oh, that's the end. Flip it back to the start. Our internet here might not let us do it. But. Turn it up a little bit, Tim. When I lose my way, I forget my name.
Just to take out the member of the photo album. I couldn't find the other one. It's going to have to do. But life's photo album. You know, what does your photo album have in it? You know, is it when people turn to the pages of your life? I mean, is this what they're, you know, is that what they're doing? I, I, I love it because it went along with snapshots that he takes, right? Is, it, is this what I'm this is what everybody's reading off the pages of my life, you know. Remember, as a man or woman thinks within his heart, in his heart, what? So he is, or so he walks it out, so he becomes, right? And so, you know, what am I? What am I walking out? What am I believing? What am I walking in? And and are these the snapshots that I'm in? Because maybe I'm in this one, but I don't have to live. As this one. Maybe I'm in this one, but I don't have to live as this. I don't have to walk as this. But uh, the Lord started saying, you know, do I, are my pages everything pertaining to life and godliness? Remember, we spoke that scripture. Is that what I have or isn't it? Through the true knowledge of God, I have everything pertaining to life and godliness. Is that what my life says? You know, is that what my life says? And, and that, like in the. Uh, Am I beloved? Irregardless. My son and daughter, am I accepted? You can go on. Is this what people see in the photo? When I get out my photo album, I want you to ask that question. When I get out my photo album, what pages are you turning to first to show people? That, that, if you just ask yourself, that's your homework for this week. <laughs> Take out the photo album of your life and say, well, what am I looking at? I'm going to have Danielle come. She's going to share even a kind of a word that goes along with that that she was sensing. Uh, you know, BJ, you can go ahead and come just play a little bit. Um, I, I was just, as I was listening to Mitch, I was thinking, I kept thinking about being pregnant, actually, and how, you know, like, like when you're pregnant, um, just because you don't see, like, the baby yet, like, you don't see that the baby's there, doesn't mean you're not pregnant. You know, like I feel like there are a lot of people here today who are pregnant in the spirit and they have like promises that they that are theirs. It's there, but it's not seen. But that that doesn't mean you're not pregnant. You know, in fact, you couldn't even not be pregnant if you wanted to, you know, and I just feel like um, that maybe there's some people who just really need to start believing like, okay, I'm pregnant. Like this is this is me. This is who I am. Like even though 
maybe it's not quite fully realized yet. You can't see it with your eyes. So that's it. And that's, that's kind of going to be the call this morning. Um, um, as, as BJ just plays a song, we can worship to that. But I just feel like that's the call. It's like some of us need to hand in some of those slips. I need to hand the slips in today. Like today is a day of when when God takes the picture snapshot like up on the video, when he takes that snapshot, what's coming out? The love. Like we need to, we really need to change some of those in and out today. And uh and some and some of us need to take back that that pregnancy on. Pregnancy of life that God has in us. All right? There's birth things that go through on our, our lives, and, and some of us have just been on, waylaid because we said you know, we're just not. That's all dead. It's barren. Some of you need to change in the barren for the pregnancy. Okay, and that's life. God wants to 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 do that. So can we pray? DJ can just have a song that we can worship to, and I'm just going to have a call. So let's just stand, Lord. We just thank you. God, for this morning, thank you for, God, just your word that just is so rich, Lord, and even just these past two weeks, just reading biblical stories that I know that I've read many times, God, they just continue to become alive because your word is alive. Your word is real. Your word comes to us and sets us free, God. It cannot do anything other than that. Your word sets free. Your word performs the work in us. And God said, Lord, just, I just pray that we could live on that, Lord. We could breathe that, God. That, Father, I just ask right now in Jesus' name, there's people in this place that, God, just need a, a respite from, Lord, all these little tags that have been given to us. Tags of life. Um, whether it's been forsaken, or maybe it's been abandoned, or maybe it's been uh, uh, barren. Or maybe it's, Lord, whatever that tag of life has been, God, I ask in Jesus' name, God, we're going to start taking up beloved. But even more than that, there's going to be even another level of what Sarah and Abraham did. They just began to believe, what you say is true about me. Like, you're faithful. You're going to bring it about. You are faithful. You can can call things into being that does not exist. You can raise from the dead. That's who you are. And that's who I can be walking in you. Lord, take us to that level of identity. Take us to that level of identifying with you and who you are. And so, Lord, this morning, God, you're you're just saying there's a a, a layer of foundation and faith that I can remove that tag of my life. I can get rid of the photo album, those first pages of my photo album today. I can get rid of those first pages, and I can get to those ones that really, those are the ones that you've declared. God, they're there. The pages of life, those photo album pages are there. God, I just pray we would be able to get to them. And God, I just pray you would remove those front ones, Lord, this morning. So I'm just going to, that's going to be the call. If you want to just come and you can pray about anything that God's put on your heart, but there's going to be people here that are going to agree with you and and remove those tags and and give you new ones. And God's going to give you new ones this morning. So as, as BJ plays and as we worship, I just want us to do that. Just come forward, all right? Come on.
BJ keeps worshiping, um, I'm just going to go ahead and release you, but you can stay in worship. You can stay and just pray for the people up here, but I also want to release you at the same time. If you have kids, grab them. Um, but, Lord, I just speak, and I thank you for what you're doing up here and what you're doing back here, God, all in this place. God, you're establish, establishing foundations for which we can live um, in this place of identity. Because I really believe, God, that you're taking us. We're, we are overcomers. We're conquerors, as Ron spoke two weeks about. Ron declared it into us. We're conquerors. God, that there's going to be places that we can just stand in. Yes, we speak the... We speak the uh, is there anything impossible for God that in our heart we're going to be able to say no? We're going to be walking that identity that He can do anything. I can do anything because He can do anything. I'm a conqueror because He's a conqueror. Uh, Lord, we just thank You. I can, I can love people because You love people, God. Lord, that's where our identity is wrapped up in. So, Lord, thank You for this morning. Thank You for what You're continuing to do up here and minister to these men and women and just... Just let it burst forth, God, just in power. Remind us who we are. Give us that call to remember. Continue to remind us every day, every moment, every every hour, God, remembering who you've declared, who you are, and who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen.